So, John, it seems that you want to talk about what are the most ironic ways people have died throughout history. No, 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 Scotty. I think we can chalk that up to a Quora fail. So, uh, I... Uh, I think uh, over the last couple of weeks, I've started reading Quora a lot more often, just I, because I think that their their digests are good. But then I wanted to discuss them with people, and so I sent you a link and saying, "Hey, here's an interesting topic." But evidently, the link I sent you has nothing to do with it. It doesn't capture what it was actually in the article. Makes me very angry. Well, not just once, but uh, but twice, because the first time was an article about uh, Trump, <laughs> um, and I thought, okay, I didn't realise we were going to go into politics and the, in whatever else on the podcast. But if if you're that passionate, then let's go for it. But then, uh, um, you said no, no, no. So you just sent me another one, and uh, well, I- this one is about the most ironic way to die. Which actually, would you like to know that uh, according to Cora, the most ironic death in history was a guy called Gary Hoy, who was. Um, bragging about how strong the glass was in his new building he'd had built and wanted to prove it by running at it and went straight through it and fell to his death. Fantastic. I hope there's an animated gif of that somewhere. <laughs> well, we, we shouldn't laugh at I death, know we but, um, but still. If, if you go running at windows, then you do deserve to be laughed at a little That's bit. Actually, a lot. Well, okay, so uh, absent the ability to share a link that, that gets reliably to the same resource, allow me to read out the... the the gist of it. So it was a question that says, I'm totally lost after a five-year software career. What is some advice? So the guy, Phil McGuire, answers, I hate to say this, but your story is just a more extreme version of what happens to almost every program. At about 30, the majority of programmers experience burnout. It can be very sudden. One day they love it, and the next day they just can't be bothered. I read an article over 30 years ago in a computer professional magazine about the possible causes of, the, of this problem and what could be done about it. They suggested three causes. The never-ending stress. Everything is urgent and needs to be done the day before or yesterday. The two, two, the long hours of intense concentration. Three, the poor diet. Usually takeaways or junk foods you, you can eat at your desk whilst continuing the program. Sound familiar? All right, so I won't keep going on and on about it, but it was, it was interesting in a couple things. One is that... Uh, uh, you know, burnout after only five years, and uh, that burnout happens at age thirty. Well, uh, Scotty, I'm uh, going to reveal the fact that I'm uh, quite a bit older than thirty, um, and uh, I've been doing this for a while. But truth be told, actually, I didn't start writing code until until I was about thirty. <laughs> so maybe that's the secret. Because I, I have to say, I don't think I've ever I'd, I've ever felt burnt out, and I. I kind of think I'm also at the at the top of my game. I don't feel like I'm going downhill. I I, I keep going. So, um, but isn't this related to a topic that a reader wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah. Let's 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 um let's handle the feedback and we can mix the two together. Uh, so Paul Paul Alon, I hope I've pronounced your name correctly. Paul wrote to us and uh, said I listened to episode one four six older developers with great anticipation. As a uh, 54-year-old developer, which puts him in the same sort of age region as us, a couple of years older, but in the same region, uh, the title resonated with me. Um, although the episode was full of insightful comments, are you sure he was listening to us? <laughs> and, uh, and humorous banter Definitely not. Usual, <laughs> I felt it missed an opportunity to address an important issue, namely ageism in the tech industry. Uh, it's a complex issue, I admit, and perhaps outside what your podcast is about, Still, as a listener, I know that at least I would have been very interested to hear your take on it. 
just my two cents. Uh, well, thanks for um, writing in Paul and taking the time. Um, okay, so let's let's deal with both these together because um, I, I don't know if they are related, but they, they you know we're older and you know burnout was um, in, in your talk about burnout. Uh, sorry, article about burnout. You know, age was mentioned that it was strange to be burnt out by this age. So are they related? Whatever else. So let's start with ageism. Um, John, it never even occurred to me to talk about ageism um, in. Uh, I'll discuss in order to develop because I think I've, I've been thinking about this for a couple of days now since Paul wrote in and I think I can honestly say that I have never experienced it and I've never seen it now I'm not disputing that it's it's not there and we regularly use things like this is a young man's game and all this sort of stuff and which is sexist as well but there we are um uh, uh sorry that sounds like I just dismissed sexism I'm digging big holes for myself here um but yeah, you know, so I I don't think I have ever seen it. I've never felt that my age uh, stopped me from uh, getting something I was applying for, or or, or doing some contract or, or or some role. Um, I don't know. Before I before I carry on about that, do you feel it has for you? Um, I I think knock on on for micro wood. I don't think it's happened. I. I do very much believe it exists. I think part of the reason that it hasn't really been an issue, I haven't felt it's been an issue for me, is because it's only fairly recently when I've I've been working for other people, and I think that's that that's how those things relate, right? Like you know, <laughs> if you have your own asshole self as a boss, you don't really have to worry about getting fired so often um, or not being hired in the first place. And I think that you know. I, I think I've enjoyed thus far a, a rather interesting and 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 fine and fulfilling in many ways you know in all different measures career, and uh, but I also have lots of other friends who have who, you know talked online and about you know have they've absolutely felt it and I think this is something definitely a, a more of a Silicon Valley thing because there's such a large number of people applying here and I think that there's there's a certain type of calculus that says. You know, why hire one or two super experienced people who have families? I mean, yes, they may be smarter and more you know productive people, but they're going to want to go home at five and see their family. Whereas we can get you know, two twenty somethings, pack them in in a room, you know, with a, with a case of ramen, and they'll figure it out, and they'll you know they'll get the opportunity to make all their mistakes, and uh, we'll we'll get more, we'll eventually get further. So I think I think yeah, go ahead. So, so no, I, I I think there's been some of that. I agree, and I think again, you know, maybe the reason I've not seen this is I've been a consultant stroke contractor since 1994. So maybe if you're just taking someone on for three months or six months or just do this one piece of work, you don't care how old they are as long as they can get the job done and they can clean up um, the mess left by the 20 year olds. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, whereas yes, the 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 Silicon Valley startup culture of working late and whatever else definitely, you know, maybe doesn't suit older people, but not because they're older, but because of as you get older, you have a different set of circumstances. You say, uh, oft, often kids, relationships, you know, you just see there's no point working those men, many hours. It doesn't make the big difference, whatever it might well, be. Well, hold on a second. I, I... Um, but equally, you know, in, in some ways, I think there is such a shortage of developers in the Silicon Valley that would someone not take someone who was slightly older 
because they're not going to get, you know, they're running out of young kids. <laughs> well, I, I think this is an interesting point you bring up. It's like, you know, in my way of, of, of looking at it, you know, when I was, there was definitely many years in my life when I was working late, 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 much to the detriment of, of, of social life and my relationships, I will admit. Um, and I think that's probably pretty common. But part of it, it was a combination of two things. On the, you know, most of the time, it's just because I was so fascinated by what I was doing and found the challenge so great and, and every little victory along the way um, engaging enough that I wanted to. But also, I, I had to because it just took me so long to do certain things. I mean, I still remember um, you know, sitting pretty much where I am now you know, in, in my studio and, and, and plugging along late into the night, but it took so long to be able to figure things out and also that was back you know well before the days of stack overflow where you could just find out you know an embarrassment of, of 20 different solutions to the same problem so i think that um you know i think anybody who who is is claiming that they're they're working productively more than a 40 hour a week it's is deluding themselves and in reality as we all know you know you have a, a much less than eight hours of, of of truly productive time and if you're very very good you know, it comes and fits in, in waves, right? When you get that that intense concentration. So, and and I also remember uh, noticing a, a coworker at a company called Webware many years ago, and this was this was before I became a dad. But you know, he had three kids; they required lots of attention. And I remember he was able to come into work and almost instantly turn on just monk-like concentration. And I asked him about it, and he said, well, basically, he, he had to because he had so many distractions at home and so much responsibility that he didn't, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have maintained his sanity as a dad, let alone his ability to, to productively program. So I think that, that you know, you're right that, that uh, you know, people who are, are smart, you know, who are looking to, to find a, a good employer, a good contractor, will, will choose the best person for the job. Um, but... I think also that that working super late hours is not is a sign of the fact that you you haven't become good enough at what you're doing yet. Um, now there is another kind of case that that I remember is that I you know was talking with with a, a young man who had started up a company that was you know he had some initial success and he got some more money and it was in an area that I found interesting and I was chatting with him and he was trying to say well, why don't you come join us it's like well you know i, I appreciate it very much but i've, I've, I've just started it at a company I, I quite like it and, you know and and he he started to use a rather kind of hard pressure sale and i've heard this now a couple times like saying well, are you going to retire at this company i found that kind of interesting it's the first time i'd ever heard anything like that and uh i think i still have quite a number of years left uh in, in my career um but that i found something is like it was a real turnoff because it seemed like, you know, wh why are you trying to make me feel bad about myself or trying to use fear as a, as a tactic to, to get me? Because the feeling was, it's like, you know, if you don't join the startup, this incredible opportunity, you know, you're, you're going to regret it because, you know, here's your chance to use your last remaining three, four years uh, <laughs> to make a gazillion dollars and, and, and then retire, which is complete nonsense. Um, so that, that's the other experience that I had. Yeah, and maybe maybe we're only just moving into the age. Uh, I'm forty nine, yeah. um, uh, where this is going to begin to experience. I mean, as I said, Paul is a couple of years older than us. Maybe that sort of thing. 
you know, in the same way that maybe people don't do it explicitly, but you know it goes on in the back of people's heads sometimes. You know, uh, that you know, here's a person; they're in their mid fifties. We're going to take them on. They're going to get all this knowledge, and then in four years, they're going to retire. Um, and and uh, you know, and we're going to lose all that knowledge, and we'll have to deal with this. And of course, they're getting a little bit older. Maybe they'll start taking more sick days, and and people do that at the back of their head, the same way that people at the back of their head think, you know, oh, you know, here's a woman, she's going to get pregnant, mm. she's going to go, in, you, know, you know, which is totally unreasonable way of judging whether you should employ someone. Uh, but you know, uh, but you know, goes on, um, you know, but there is. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to sort of try and say that as we get older, we don't sometimes get sick because the reality is we do. And that's the way most of us die is through getting sick of something. Um, hopefully not in our 50s. Mm. Um, but, you know, equally at the same time, I think often, you know, I don't want to I don't want to generalize here and I don't want to slight younger people or older, you know, make older people better because that really is totally unfair. But I'm just sort of talking from from you know the experience of, of people i know uh, and accept there are many exceptions and this may not be even the rule but it's you know just this is personal anecdote as opposed to making statements of facts shall we say um you know that often an, an older person will you know they have to be really sick before they take a sickie <laughs> i'm not just feeling slightly down and equally um it's yeah, you feel that when you say, well, they might go in four or five years. Well, yeah, but your young guys might move on in two years when someone offers them more money um, or, or whatever else, because they're more interested in, in that career ladder at this point in time. Whereas, you know, I think when you've been doing the job longer, it's not that you're not interested in money. It's not that you're not interested in fulfilling yourself, as you said, but actually you have different reasons for doing things and, and just being tempted into a new job for new money doesn't always you know, work sometimes you want to see things finished that's more important to you sometimes you know you, you um uh, and other things which means you, you might actually get longer uh, out of someone who's done more and, and seen more and a little bit older than you would do out of someone who's younger or am i just sort of talking bullshit there john and trying to make sense no up? i don't think so I, I think again while you're you're saying these things i'm i'm bringing it back to the 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 comment about about burnout because i i do find them related i think that i think no you have to pace yourself and you also have to be comfortable with the fact that you're going to have a different set of, 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 of I'm not going to say skills, but a different almost kind of selling point, right? I mean, so because I remember when I moved to San Francisco, I was all kind of full of, of, of super kind of energy because it was, it was early on in the, in the days of desktop computing and graphical computing, desktop publishing and, and media production and all those different things. This is well before the web and, and, and commercial public internet. And so I kind of thought, you know, the thing that I had to, to offer anybody that, that, that would listen to me is that I said, I have boundless enthusiasm and I will, I will find out and I will uh, learn about these new technologies and, and report back to you or, or, or do things differently, right? Um, and, and that's true. You, know, you, you, you get the chance to have kind of boundless enthusiasm, boundless energy, uh, lack of commitments. It, when something is is unfolding, right? When there's a new wave of computing of, of or software development in some fashion, but then by the same token, there are certain things that after you've solved a, a certain class of problems multiple times, you just become very very efficient and and know how to avoid common pitfalls, and that's a super skill. 
And I think the other thing too is that you just, you know, life experiences, whether it's being a parent or traveling widely or, or whatever, just, just having seen and experienced certain things, that also becomes a, a big selling point. So you have to be able and willing to kind of push those things forward, right? And without kind of falling into the into pitfalls. Because I can think a, a you know a young person's pitfalls to think I have nothing, you know, nothing to learn from somebody else because we're we're charting new territory. Well that's not true. And similarly, kind of even the crass remark I said, well, you know, you know, consultants can be brought in to, to correct the mistakes of twenty something. Well, that that's not true either, right? You have to you you have to be willing to 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 have empathy and and enough wisdom to to know that you know your first assumptions are probably not correct. Um, and and I, I will also say something else that I, I say regularly is that you know it's not just about about the APIs and 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 the the, the programming languages and and the tools that you work with. You you better have something else to 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 kind of sell um, sell yourself with in whatever situation, whether it's contractor, employee, kind of founder, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so I think the things that you use to prevent burnout are also the things that help prevent ageism because, yes, there, there will always be first impressions that people will have, right? You know, I suppose that, that you know, there, there are going to be certain companies who will just going to say, look, we're going to get three cheap younger people and that's it. So you're not going to win that game. You know, on the other hand, you know, other companies that are, are going to be smarter or you know, look at something different will then look for, for, for more mature people with more skills, more experience. And, and then the, the, the question probably that will be in the back of their mind is, is you know, the, the great culture fit, which, you know, is, is sometimes used as a mask for discrimination where they can just say, well, this woman, this minority, this older person doesn't fit because they're not a culture fit. You know, th- that can be very harsh. But I think a legitimate thing about it is, is just, are you relaxed? You know, if, 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 if the impression that you give to your colleagues is that you are crotchety and you think that there's only one way to do it, you've seen it all, no one's going to want to work with you, right? So you, you, have to, you have to be able to kind of adapt at all times and, and be comfortable in your skin. I guess that's the, the main point I want to make. Yeah, I think... Um... Yeah, I think I can agree with all that. So just just on the burnout thing, and listen, I think they they can be related um, to 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 age sometimes the burnout thing, but equally doesn't have to be in any way at all. I think um, you know sometimes you see an older person who's getting burnt out simply just you know because they've just been doing this stuff too long and not been taking you know the breaks or the, the doing the sensible stuff because we you know not all older people are sensible. Um, you know, and I include myself in that often. Um, but this, this, you know, the whole, the whole aspect of burnout is, yeah, it's, it's not having a wider perspective on life. Um, and getting so focused, I think that, uh, now I, I'm not an expert on this at all in any, in any way at all. And, um, I know, uh, someone like, um, uh, the amazing Jamie Newbury has been talking and in, in thinking and in, in writing on this for a little while. And, and I'm, We'll put some links in the show notes, and I would definitely point people towards um, her stuff to maybe get some more, how should we say, researched stuff on burnout than just our sort of random opinions we're throwing out. Um, uh, yeah, and, and she is someone who has has been through it in quite a quite a heavy way, and and come out the other side of it. Um, you know, by no means the only one, and there are many other people writing about it. But uh, um, yeah, so so there's stuff there, and I don't think, as I said, I don't think I've 
ever fully burnt out and um you said the same however yeah I, I don't want to again yeah maybe this is the wrong term to use and it makes it makes it sound sort of um flipping something out. but i believe i have been through mild burnouts um but have been fortunate enough probably the word is actually lucky enough because i don't think it's through any skill or insight of my own it's just you know for some reason i've woken up to the fact that i'm beginning to burn out here and i've had the the sense or the you know just been in a situation where i've i've um uh, you know done something about it you know i quit that job i changed my focus i took up a new hobby so, you know Maybe I'm not saying any of this stuff is the right way to deal with it, but I, I, but I, in each case, I changed something in my life which caused things to reflect, get better. Um, and in each of those occasions where I was burning out, it, it's I guess the best way, or felt like I was beginning to get burnt out. You know, I guess the best way to describe it was life was just beginning to feel a bit overwhelming, and you were like stuck on a treadmill that you couldn't get out of. Uh, yeah, but that might be just because of one project you're working on. You know, it was just going on far too long. It was just getting deeper and deeper holes, whatever. Um, equally for myself, and again, I don't want to generalize, I think with burnout came sort of the first signs of, of possibly mild depression. And, and in some ways, that was a bigger indicator looking for these things. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the two were together. Um, so I think, you know, so what it's taught me is just to be a uh, very aware of my physical and mental state at the moment you know am i tired because it's been a hard week or have i been tired for the last three months and i can't really explain why or have i had that sort of not being you know i'm a reasonably optimistic person have i been less optimistic for the last month and you know in finding it difficult to be optimistic or whatever else just something just to regularly have a look at myself and say actually do you know what it might only be little but that's not me why is that not me and in situations like that i usually change some things which is why i think you know I, I, i've been moving on roads towards burnout or maybe depression and i've just learned over the years through going through these cycles probably enough times you know by no means being bright enough to keep myself out of those cycles at all, but by when I'm in those cycles, maybe spotting things early enough that I've never then had to suffer fully down the line. So maybe that's something that, you know, to me, that's definitely come through experience. Like It's only by recognising these things have happened many times over the years. So age is definitely related to that to me because you can only get experience by going, you know, with, with time. Um, so now I'm, I'm I'm waffling, but uh, you know, does that does that relate to you? In any yeah, way at all, John, it, it does. Just something because it's all very personal. It isn't is, it? but I think it, it's true, and it it it, it back, comes back to a theme about about pacing yourself and and recognizing these things. And and you know, one of the bullet points in the in the how to avoid burnout section, or, or one of the things that they said was the cause of it is that you have stress because you feel like there's a an endless deadline, and also you know, as a result, you think that the the smartest way to to, to solve the deadline problem is to cut back on other activities like don't bother to get up and stretch or don't eat you know outside you know away from your desk because you're going to lose precious time and that's a, just such a common and stupid trap and, and my gosh I, how how i've fallen into it and i remember you know some some projects i worked on gosh in 19, you know, 1998 and whenever it was the, the olympics in sydney i 
just absolutely burnt myself out working till three o'clock in the morning to, to work on a project that I was very proud of. And, you know, it, it, things went, went, went quite well, but then I also was responsible for, for, for checking in and deploying some code that had a, a stupid bug in it, which because of a time zone difference, I wasn't, you know, made aware of and, and wasn't able to correct and, until, you know, enough hours had passed by that, that a critical problem had, had created, been created. And I remember during that period being working so hard that I, it's hard to to explain it, but I it, I felt like the, the I was even in, in every sleeping hour, you know, I was still coding in my mind and going over things and, and you know compiling in my mind and and wondering whether I'd made a mistake or you know trying to solve the next problem while I was walking to get a you know a sandwich or something. I was absolutely unable to to let go of of what i was working on for just even a even a moment and it's completely unsustainable so you know those those things that that can crash a career whatever it is it's not just a i don't think it's just a software thing i'm sure you know a heart surgeon may go through the same thing Uh, you have to be aware of these things and you know either either you experience them yourself and then you know, learn from them, or you you crash and burn. Hopefully, you don't crash and burn. You know, or and if you do, hopefully you recover from it and change careers. But I think that, you know, that this is again where they all get linked together. It's like you you don't get to the problem of worrying about ageism in a career unless you're able to to go through it with it long enough to to even get to that point where you worry about it. And the things that will prevent the the burnout are probably the things that will prevent you from being a victim of ageism because you will have that that golden combination of of comfort and and skill and, and experience. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that um, what you've just said at the beginning of of your statement there about that that is the big big warning sign. Actually, just think about if you are struggling to think about anything else than the thing you are in, you know. It's okay having a tight deadline. It's okay having a client that's saying I must get this. It's okay pulling, you know, a week of you know eighteen-hour shifts, or maybe even two weeks of eighteen-hour shifts. I don't think it's okay pulling a month or two of those things, um, you know, because those things happen. That's part of the job now and again. Um, there are other things that could prevent those those things happening, but you know they don't. Um, but if if when you reach the point that you cannot sh- shut off that thing, you know that is a warning sign, and you should not ignore it. Mm. You know it, it's. Uh, I mean, it's not the only warning sign. It's not there, but you know, I, I totally relate to that feeling, and it's um, you know, and it's not a pleasant feeling. It's not like uh, yes, it's because you're on fire and you're firing twenty four hours a day trying to um solve these problems. It's it really is a um. I'm going to use the word again, quite a depressing feeling of being trapped in this world you cannot escape from. Mm. Um, and and it's, um, and there's sort of like this heavy burden on your shoulders about it all. And, you know, it's easy just to say, well, that's just because it's the work situation at the moment. But actually that, that, that feeling of heaviness, that feeling of trappedness um, is, is, in my opinion, the beginning of depression um setting in and um you know and i think depression and burnout as i said are, are pretty related um the, to with each other and, and you know I, I have no idea if medically they are but you know to me so yeah don't don't accept that if you find yourself in that position 
it's no good saying, well, there's only three more weeks of this or only one more month of this. You've got to find a way out of it because, you know, that next month of, of that feeling, that next month of doing it could be what brings the final burnout event, if there is such a thing, or burnout events. Um, so learn to read, I guess, learn to read the warning signs would be my advice. Um, and maybe that's why, um, you know, we've never had full burnout, John, is because we've just been lucky enough because i don't think as i said i don't think it's through wisdom by any point on on my part to to realize that you know these signs aren't good and something needs to change indeed indeed well scotty now that we've solved all problems related to burnout and ageism maybe we need to uh bring this ship home we do um no pun intended maybe that's a slightly depressing show um but uh no, that wasn't even a pun, was it? See, it's too early in the morning. I can't even relate English language to what I'm saying. Um, but anyway, John, if people have any interest in, uh, in what else you're saying, where can they find you? You can find me on the Twitters as Jembe, that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And my final statement is take care of yourself, realizing that whatever it is that you do in life, you're in it for the long haul. And, you know, the the way to prevent being typecast or or running up against those things is to provide the counterexample because oftentimes ageism, sexism, all these kind of isms and and things that they, they they commonly come from the ignorance of not having actually been with 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 actual human beings and it's based on fear on the other person. So there was somebody who once told me when I was a teenager, and I was talking about you know had a crush on a girl and she just didn't notice me and and. The wise thing it was said to me is, put her at ease by putting yourself at ease. And I think that that holds true as well. You know, put your colleagues, put the people around you at ease by being at ease yourself and being willing to admit to yourself or to, 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 to your colleagues when you are concerned about something and that it's okay to be concerned about it. It's okay to admit that you're concerned about your family and that you need to, to go home or you know, that you're, you're, you're unable to, to work at full capacity because of whatever reason. Because that admission kind of is is truth and truth is always a good thing i totally agree and uh and i'm really pleased that you know this is you know five years ago in this industry um well it feels like this anyway five years ago no one was talking about this and in the last five years people have begun to talk about it and be honest about it um, so if you are feeling any of these things or wondering if you're feeling these things, there are now some great articles out there on blog posts. There's some great um, conference sessions. And I think people are only beginning to pay more and more attention to this, not less. And that's a good thing. Um, okay. And uh, you can find me on Twitter. as this, this is our weirdest twitter handle giving ever john with <laughs> our final 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 notes um you can find me on twitter is mac devnet um you can find the show notes uh for the show at scotty at no at uh, ideveloper.co really it is too early in the morning still it's and um uh please send feedback um we we have enjoyed discussing the feedback um so please send it uh to feedback at ideveloper.co. I set up a, a new email address to make it easy because people were saying, yes, you ask for feedback, but you never tell us where to send it. Um, and I will make sure that that email address gets uh, directed to both of us so we both get it. Okay, right. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, you take care.
I feel burnt out after that one, that's for sure.